become aware of yourself and where your passions are, right? And truly analyze that. Because a lot of people think their passion is someplace, but it, it really isn't. It's someplace else. And I take myself, for example, you know, I went through the Air Force. I love doing a supply chain. I love doing veterans, right? I have passion for that. But my passion for fitness is way, way, way higher. Fitness, just nonstop for me. The Air Force, I like it. Uh, I do it. But it's not that on the same caliber. Hello and welcome again to another episode of One Starfish, where our mission is to help change the world one starfish or one person at a time. As always, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, share all the wonderful stuff. I'm excited to have a really good friend of mine, Chris, on with us today. So Chris is actually an Air Force veteran since 1999. He runs a supply chain um, and information technology in the Department of Defense. I said I'm Canadian. I'm learning this side of the American side. Uh, for American friends, you got it. And then he runs a gym that he actually started in 2020. But one of the biggest things about Chris is he's all about impact. So he does a lot of other stuff. So we're going to delve into some of that. So let's go back to, I don't know where to go back to, but where did your life start to really evolve from maybe the military, if that's where it started to change to like becoming a person of service um, and helping others? Like what were some, what were some catalysts that, that, you know, transformed you? It's a great question. And, uh, you know, I've, thought about that now where I'm at now and, and where are, what were the major milestones? What were things that really shaped me? And when I went in the Air Force, I was a brand new second lieutenant, which is the lowest rank in the officer, right? And um, the Gulf War kicked off in 1990. And I got deployed over there. And I got deployed for eight months, eight months in a crucible. And I call it like the live hard program, but over there, right? I mean, so you're working these crazy hours. You really don't even know when you're working. Um, you know, they're, they, you're, you're, we had five days of combat, so there's bullets flying by. And really to the point, there was one time where a bullet hit cement and the cement hit me in the face. And that's actually when I really realized that God was like sort of protecting me, even when I was over there, you know, and, and, and I was really wasn't really walking with God as much what I am now, you know. And, um, but that crucible of eight months of just doing work, you know, and just doing things that, 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 that like, build confidence in yourself. Like Andy and Ed always talk about that, you know, mm-hmm. just doing the little things every single day. We even had, we had a gym under camouflage over there and we actually would work out. And it was so cool because I was stationed, not just with, with air force people, but army people, uh, in, people from England, people from Italy, people from France. It was a multinational force. We got to know a lot of people and stuff like that. But that was a major, major point because it gave me the grit and determination that set me up for now and just to work my butt off from 20 to like probably 40. And now I'm, now I'm, I still work my butt off, but it's a different kind of working, right? It's more like, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like really not in my business. I'm about my business and their pursuits, right? Uh, setting that, doing good in the military, setting that company up, hiring the right people, core values, all that kind of stuff that we always talk about, you know, allows me to now not be in the business because I can trust everybody that works for me. And then I can go do these pursuits that, that I believe God is putting on my plate. I call them divine appointments or godly interruptions, divine interruptions during the day. Like, hey, go do this, go do that, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. So what are some things that are really, um, really important to you right now? What are some of these divine interruptions, I guess, that you're, you know, chasing so, and, and helping with? Yeah. So I work for a poverty initiative called Thrive Together through my church. And I've been on their leadership board for the last two years. So we take people that are in low income or in poverty, not in crisis, but, and, and we screen them 
and we determine whether they want to be part of our organization. And their organization is to start to give them a hand out, a hand up versus a hand out. And we give them skills, right? We learn tactical skills, strategic skills, stuff like, you know, just how to get grants for education, how to do resumes, how to interview, you know, mindset. I do classes on mindset, stuff that, that you know, you read your books and then I try to take that and teach those classes to them. You know, I was just in charge for the summer programming of, and, uh, of physical fitness and physical health, right? So I brought in a chiropractor, all about chiropractor. I gave a class on intermittent fasting. I brought um, an, one of the ladies that I met through um, Arte, I believe, or she's in one of the groups and she does jump roping. She does jump roping. Uh, I can't remember. Her name is Michaela Silvestri or whatever. She's a jump rope. She did a jump roping class for us. It was amazing. Oh, wow. She brought jump ropes for everybody. So that, I was in that. So I, I coached there. I coached about 14 people in that poverty ministry. And then also, I um, realized that their housing is just horrible where they live in these government-funded Section 8 houses where, where people really don't care about it. So just this past year, I've been actually starting to buy multifamily houses and taking the people I coach and put them in those houses. So that's that just weird. started. That just started. What did I get? My first one by two months ago. And I was just, and, and it's all because of, you know, all the relations we have, like you, Angela, and, and, and just, just a network of our group of Arte members and just being able to have access to people that you can talk to, get inspired by, and just rub ideas off of, you know? So I do that. So that's one of my main things because uh, these people I coach require a lot of time from me. Sometimes they'll call me up. And as a matter of fact, it's whenever I see them on my phone, I pray before I answer the phone because it could be like an hour or two phone conversation. Right. So that's my godly interruption. Whereas before I used to be not so happy about these interruptions. I wanted to do these other things. Right. So it, may, it may wind up like they're like, hey, I need a ride because they don't have cars because they, they just don't they don't they, they rely on public transportation. And, right. and when they, for them to go shopping, it takes them like four or five hours because they got to rely on public transportation yet. And they live in food deserts where there really are, aren't shopping centers around them. So I, every time I get a phone call, I'm like, okay, God, help me out. Help me be patient with these people. Help me, help me do what, if I had the time, I said, we got, I said, if I have the time or resources, help them right now. I'm going to go do it. So. That's so good, man. I got to learn a lot from you. Um, <laughs> like not quite there yet. We're working on that. Um, so what are some, what are some strategies? Like when did you get into personal development? You know, reading has it always been a part of your life and you know, all of that, or is there like, obviously you said like when you were deployed, that was kind of where there was some, some switches, but where you, did you get into personal development right away? Where did that, where did that journey kind of start? I would say the personal development that I had in the military is always training you, sending the leadership school that kind of stuff. But they never take it to like, hey, you need to read books or stuff like that. But of course, when you're going to get your master's degree and they're sending the master's, you're reading books and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I never really had the full picture of personal development until probably about five years ago. I went through a really bad divorce and really my humbling of myself in that process and rededicating my life to Jesus and walking with him. I believe that Holy Spirit has been actually my coach that has actually been said, Hey, I'm going to give you this and I need you to be open to this, right? Open to these things that you thought you didn't need to know, but you do need to know and go keep an open mind of growth because I'm going to keep working that creation I want to work in you to, to move you a little bit closer to Jesus. You know, people ask me, what's your fire? What's your passion? And really my vision for myself is to be move one step closer to Jesus each day. That's it. That's all I want to do every single day. And 
So, so that's where that, I think that whole thing started from. Like, I believe Ed Milet, Andy, were sent to me by God. I believe you were sent to me by God. I believe that every single person I see um, brings me, brings me, bring, God brings them to me for a reason, right? And a season and stuff like that. And I have to figure that out. And I pray for God to help me, help me that out, you know, and some of it may be bad lessons or things like that, you know, and I try to bump everything back to the Bible. I try to look at the Bible, my biblical or that kind of stuff. So I really try to have that as my truth. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Anyone that's listening, you know, maybe you don't believe in, in God or uh, Jesus and, you know, but whatever you believe in, just like stepping closer to it, you know, Dr. Joe is told that the source, I of course believe in, in God and Jesus, but um, you know, just stepping into, you know, your, your beliefs and your um, and getting closer to whatever that is. And I do believe, you know, check, check that out, get into that stuff. But so five years ago, you know, you started into this journey. Now, when you started this journey um, and you're going through divorce and going through all that kind of stuff, did you find, um, cause something I always love to ask about is associations. Did you find your association started to change at that point? And were there people that, cause people are always like, I don't want to cut people out of my life. I never found I had to cut anybody out. Um, some people just fell away kind of concept, but how, how is it for you? Are there a lot of people that said, man, I don't know what you're doing. You're changing like this as kind of a negative thing. Um, did you go through some of that? Yeah, definitely. Um, going through that divorce process, people align themselves to either me or my ex-wife, you know, and so, so I lost people that way, you know, mm-hmm. and as you change, you know, like you said, they just fall away. I'm not intentionally doing that, you know, but they just fall mm-hmm. away. Um, you know, like it's, it's funny. Because some of the guys that I was best friends with through college and stuff like that, you know, they they're not, they call me Pastor Chris now, right? <laughs> and and they monitor their their language, but they they've stepped away from me because they know that I really don't want to be doing the actions that I used to be doing with those guys. You know, I used to go drink a lot of alcohol, right? I, I don't do that anymore. I just that's not, that's not serving to me anymore. You know, mm-hmm. they still like to do that, so they just sort of separate themselves. I think it. It happens naturally there, but now I know for myself that I'm knowing that God's bringing people to me and I'm like, okay, how can I constantly edit and audit that circle? Who do I need to bring closer to me and who do I need to maybe distance a little bit? Never cutting people out, I don't think, but Mm -hmm. just distance them, you know, don't have them closer in your sphere of influence, you know? And, and in saying that, like, as you went through this and I'm not even sure where, where this was at, but you know, you're, you know, obviously you're on our team, go to the events and all this kind of stuff. So investing in yourself, were you investing in yourself um, before you could afford to invest into yourself? So investing in myself before was more through the military, right? Like you, you just have these things that you do, you know, I was very blessed that, you know, after going to the Gulf War, the Gulf War created a area where I could perform and do well and separate myself from other people. Therefore, I, I got a really good assignment in another hot spot, which is in South Korea. And, and if the unit I was assigned to had failed all their inspections before that. And I was able to excel and do really well on the inspections when they came back around. And the Air Force paid for my master's degree. So they, I was blessed that they, through that performance, they say, okay, we're gonna award you, go get your master's degree. Mm-hmm. And then they keep, they keep pouring into you, but I'm not really paying any money to, 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 to get coaching or to get these resources right. sent, sent to me. And um, the only thing I would say where that I did spend money is in the physical fitness side. I've always had a thirst for that. So I spent money to get availability to coaches. Right? I have a coach down that's been coaching me since 1996 oh. in about 30 minutes away. 
a physical fitness coach. He's, he's probably now in his seventies now. He's been coaching me, teaching me everything, certified me, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, I've actually gone down there and made protein for him. He makes protein, the supplements I've actually made it for him. He taught me all that stuff. You know? Oh, cool. So, I've, I've dived into that kind of stuff, but not the full picture like this, you know? And, and I wish, I wish I would have way earlier. I like, I, I, that's a regret I have. I'm like, why did I not see this opportunity and just start paying for this coaching when I was in the military? Why didn't I do both? You know, why didn't I do both? You know? So yeah. Cause it's, what would you like, you do a lot of coaching and stuff. So, you know, someone's listening and they're a new, you don't want to be a new entrepreneur. They're a new entrepreneur. Um, you know, and they're like, well, you know, I, I love all this concept of personal development and going to these events and like all the stuff that, you know, I, I'm blessed, you're blessed that we get to do. And I think they're very powerful, but they're like, you know what, can't afford it. You know, right now, you know, maybe, maybe in the future, I'll, I'll be able to afford it. What are some, what are some thoughts that you have on kind of that mindset? I think you really have to get your mindset away from the cost and look at what it's going to bring to you. And I'll go to health, right? There's mm-hmm. so many people that want to become a healthier person. Mm-hmm. Become a healthier person. Yes, you can do things that don't cost a lot, but there is going to be a cost to becoming more healthier. And, and if I was to tell you, hey, you can invest $10,000 right now and you're going to have the best health you're ever going to have, a lot of people would take that deal, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I just, I just like think, I just look at your health and, and just say, you know, that's, the same with everything, like for you to do well in relationships, for you to do well in your business, for you to be, you know, whether you're being an entrepreneur actually in, in a company, that that is something that you need to look at. Don't look at the price tag, look at what the benefits are going to bring to you. And then, you know, going back to your associations, it's, it's those associations that you have with other people that therefore can, can really show you, if, especially if you seek someone that's a higher level to you and find out that they're going getting coaching this kind of stuff and how their life is. You know, I always, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to coach people that I'm not capable of coaching, you know, mm-hmm. like the people in poverty, I'm capable of coaching, you know, but people in Arte, I might be able to coach maybe some people in Arte on maybe faith or fitness, but those, those, Definitely those fitness, are, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are my go-to, right? Those are my thing. I've been doing yeah. fitness for 99. That's just my natural thirst. I'm always researching it. I'm always learning things. Always, 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 you know, that's, that's it, you know? And, uh, and I have coached a lot of people in Arte, which is really cool. You know, they, they just, Hey, Chris, I need your help. So it's really yeah. cool. Um, so yeah, I would just say that don't think of the costs and anything. And it's real hard to do that. You know, especially when you don't have the money or the resources, you think, wow, these limited resources, I have to really apply them here. Mm-hmm. But coaching is a, a multiplier, right? So have you in, in, in invest a little bit, it's going to bring you back way more than a one-on-one. You know, mm-hmm. one to one or one to two is probably you know, like probably 10, 15 times. You know? Yeah. Well, and that's what like I've heard someone say, like, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, why would anyone else invest in you? And I think that that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, in our business, obviously, we move we move money. So I'm like, how would someone move a million dollars if you're not going to invest a hundred dollars into yourself? Right. Like, yeah. yeah, that's very powerful. That's a very good statement. And, and one other thing um, I, I would say is. Um, I just totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll come back. About- we'll come back. Sorry. Um, that's awesome. So, what are some? You know, when you're when you're talking to people now, you got into a. You know, you started your own gym in 2020 and during COVID. Tell us a little bit about it. I know you were talking about it one day. Tell us a little bit about your gym and 
Um, why did you decide to start it in 2020 in a <laughs> lockdown um, situation? Yeah. yeah. So this is what happened. Um, the guy who, who's been coaching me since 1996, John Perlow, he has a big facility and he makes supplements and he has a gym, an amazing gym. Where, and he's a very engineer type oriented guy. He creates his own equipment and stuff. So there's very unique equipment in there. And he's just getting old, right? And in his gym, he only lets people use that gym. It's not open to the public. He only lets people who he's coaching use that gym. Well, he's getting old. And, and so during, it's just like, you know, God provides, right? The opportunity. So this is all God, what I'm about to tell you, right? He knows I have my own company, a supply chain company. He knows I have a lot of flexibility. During COVID, he goes, Chris, you want to come down and make masks? I'm sure, I'm like, sure, I'll come down and make masks, right? All the gyms are shutting down around here. Right. I know that when I go down to make masks, I can go work out every day also, right? right. So I'm <laughs> a little bit about me right in there, right? Yeah, so we that's go right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I go start making, and I don't even know how to sell. I don't know how to do anything. But his wife is a master seamstress. So she starts teaching. And they, they, were made, they made um, um, athletic gear. So they had all the sewing machines. They had all the materials. Oh, okay, all the yeah. So she started teaching me. I met this doctor who was a muscle skeletal doctor. Right. He was he had a little little office down in that building and his wife, she came over. Their aesthetics practice got closed down. So she started making masks. I started knowing the doctor, the wife, other people there. We start making masks and we start getting orders. This fire department wants 300. This, so we start making all these things and we're doing it for a long period of time. Over that time, we're starting to talk about our faith, talk about our core values, all that kind of stuff. John, at the same time, is talking to me who owns the facility, John's like, Chris, I want you to take over my gym. I want you to run my gym. That's my, my exit plan. I'm going to move to Florida. I want you to open it up for everybody. So I'm like, all right, that sounds good. I, I, I think I'm going to do that. Right. And let's, let's see what provides. Yeah. So as COVID goes on, the government comes and tells my, our, our company, IB Logistics, you guys are never going to come back to the Air Force Base. You are going to telework the rest of your lives because you guys are kicking butt during COVID better than you've ever, ever done. Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. So that was a sign to me that I can, invest, I can go full bore into the gym. But then the doctor, I said, Hey, why don't we do a partnership? You have your, um, muscle skeletal, um, you know, yeah. operation going and his wife wanted to do aesthetics. So we built out some positive aesthetics. So we have a, a doctor aesthetics practice, and then the personal training gym all in one facility. Right. And that's how it went down. It really went down because of the people. Just kind of happened. Yeah. Quote unquote. It happened because you went and made a bunch of masks. <laughs> yeah, it really did. If I did not make that mask, it would have not happened. Yeah, because you were okay with doing some, I don't know, menial work, I guess, yeah. in a weird way um, yeah. to, to help out. And I think that that's like when the opportunity knocks, normally it's too late if you're not like prepared for it. So that's a good, it's a good thing. Like people are always like, well, I'm looking for that big, you know, that next big break, that next big thing. And it's like, well, you just never know if you just follow what you're led to do, where that next big break is, quote, next big break is going to actually come from. Um, just, yeah, you just like, you wouldn't have seen that one coming, I'm sure. And so, yeah, yeah, you know, cool. yep. and then, and then being able to take it and not let fear hold you back. So what are some, some tips, speaking of fear and, and, and motivation, you know, what are some things that get you out of bed in the morning? What are some tips like, that's another thing I hear a lot of people, you know, um, especially in the last couple of years has been, you know, anxiety, mental health, all that stuff has been through the roof. Um, what are some things, I mean, obviously you're Christian, so that's part of it, but outside of that, what are some tips that, you know, you, you use that have helped you 
you know, maybe when you are struggling, when you're going through the divorce, when you're going through, you know, mental challenges, stuff from in the military, whatever, what are some things, tangible tips that could help someone that's maybe struggling? So for me, I've been able to look at my life and figure out what things are really cup filling to me and everybody's different, right? So for me, listening to some of my favorite Christian bands gives me tons of energy, right? So when I wake up in the morning, I have a playlist that I play every single morning. Matter of fact, my alarm clock is that playlist. If I don't wake up before my alarm, that playlist goes off and it just sets me in an amazing, just energy, energy creating mood, right? And dopamine hits and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's one thing. And, and throughout the day that I can listen to music, but also I go back to when I was a kid. I love to dance when I was a kid. So I go, da- I dance in my little place right here, in my condo. <laughs> when I'm feeling down or feeling low energy or not feeling good, I will put the music on and I'll start dancing around. So it's a little bit crazy, but so I think it's way cool to figure out obviously physical fitness, right? Obviously going to the gym is my thing. I'm there two two days, every single day. It's it's very easy for me to do. That generates a lot of energy. Um, Gets me, you know, to just the way I work out, there's some workouts that are just really, I push the envelope and it's really, it creates excitement for me that I'm pushing the envelope in my training. So physical fitness is something, but I think everybody has to figure out what that, what those energy generators are for them. What are those things? Mm -hmm. Go back to your childhood. What things made you really happy as a child? Mm -hmm. We tend to lose that childhood experiences. The world beats us down and we forget about those things. Figure out what's in your life that that puts you in that good mood and then go to those things. You know, I write them, I'll write them down so I don't forget them until they become natural because a lot of these things aren't natural anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to sort of be be really intentional about however you're going to do. For me, I like to put three by five cards around. I put them like, on my bathroom mirror, on my refrigerator, on my computers, you know, they just, just tell me what I want to do for that period of time. That's awesome. And what are some things that have helped you conquer fear? Um, so conquer fear is just for me doing those promises. You keep the promises you make to yourself and keep doing them, you know, and just keep doing them over and over and over and over again. It builds the confidence of, of, just doing something that you're not really too sure of. And then just being in that mind of growth and being around people that are higher than you, the same as you, you know, just the same mindset, even people, everybody has value, even the people that maybe they don't consider themselves as high as you or whatever, you know, um, that really is inspirational. I remember listening to Jesse, it's where at our, at that RT live in 2019. And he says, get yourself at a seat at the table. You know, that one, that one verb, that one like phrase, I mean, helped me so much because I was wanting to go in and propose this big contract to someone. I was a little bit scared. But when Jesse said that, and then I used Andy's power list, I put it on the power list and I had to go do it. Right. <laughs> so those type things just, you know, they, I think you have to, I don't know if they all work for everybody, but for me, that power list is very important. I don't want to see an L, you know, and then like you hear people say certain phrases and it just resonate with you. Not that the same phrase is going to resonate with people, yeah, everybody. But for me, get your get a seat at the table is just like you know, huge for me. That's yeah, that's so that's so good. Um, and you know, in in kind of wrapping up, um, I always have three final questions that I always ask, and then you know, anything that I that you feel um, to wrap up with anything that you feel we didn't touch on that would just 
help people, you know, if they ran into in a coffee shop and were like, Hey, Chris, what did you, what did, what did Angela not ask you um, that she should ask you? That would just be really helpful to help people with mindset or with personal development or with whatever really speaks to your heart. We'll, we'll wrap up with that. But the three final questions, number one is someone's looking for their purpose. Everyone always wants their purpose and where they're going and that kind of thing. What's one sentence that you would say that would help them? I would say, um, really become aware of yourself and where your passions are, right? And truly analyze that. Because a lot of people think their passion is someplace, but it, it really isn't. It's someplace else. You know, I take myself, for example, you know, I went through the Air Force. I love doing a supply chain. I love doing veterans, right? I have passion for that. But my passion for fitness is way, way, way higher, right? So that is just like, so, so, so I'll, I'll use those two examples for myself. Mm-hmm. Fitness, just nonstop for me, right? The Air Force is just, I like it, uh, I do it, but it's not that, not on the same caliber. Cool, find, find your real passion. Number two question, I'm sure there's lots, but right now what comes to mind, what's your favorite quote and why? Favorite quote? This comes from the Bible, right? Love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. Does not dishonor others, is not self-seeking, not easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs. Love always protects, love always trusts, love always hopes, love always perseveres, love never fails. That's my favorite, favorite quote. I live by that. I say that quote every single day, probably multiple times a day, because that's really what I want to do. That's awesome. I love that. And a third and final question is what's one word or sentence you want on your gravestone? Man of God. That's awesome. All right. So final thing, is there something that, you know, we didn't touch on that you just think, man, this is something the listeners really need to sink in or or think about uh, before we completely wrap up? I do believe that hope is such a powerful thing and that we have to realize we don't know when that breakthrough is coming. God does. So if you just keep doing what you're doing, there could be a breakthrough like the very next second, right? Like one second from now, something could happen. And I find that so exciting, right? I have a strained relationship with my son, but I know live in hope that any day that that relationship is going to get better. And it has gotten a lot better, but I'm thinking it's going to be amazing one day, right? I remember one, I haven't seen him for over three years. And also one day I saw him, right? And I was like, wow, I saw him and I talked to him for an hour and it, and it was just an awesome conversation, right? But I just think that, Everybody, you know, can just live in hope that knowing that at any moment, your life can totally change. That's so cool. I love that. Very cool. Guys, make sure to follow Chris. Um, on, on, ask him any questions you have. We'll make sure to put links in the show notes and all of that kind of good stuff. As always, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, share. Let's get the word out. You know, if we can change one life or one starfish at a time, uh, we can change the world. So thanks so much, Chris, for being on. All right, cool.